All right, y'all. The third week of Advent calls to us. Already, we're over halfway through this season of waiting, expecting, hoping. May these reflections continue to affirm your faith and call you forward. Hear this reading now from Luke's Gospel, chapter 3, verses 7 through 18. John said to the crowds that came to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I is coming. I'm not worthy to untie the thong on his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And so the crowds gathered at the riverside to be baptized by John, that radical, eccentric, troublesome prophet. He rebukes the crowd as vipers. He's perhaps not much of a snake charmer. Then he says, listen, you have to bear fruit. It doesn't matter who your ancestors are. It only matters what you produce. God's axe is already lying at the foot of the tree and will strike down the tree that does not produce. Why cut down the tree that doesn't produce fruit, you ask? Why not just let it be? Well, because if the tree isn't useful to produce fruit, then maybe it'll make for good firewood. Or maybe make for a, a good tool for the people. The takeaway is this. Like it or not, God is saving the world. The people of God, those who we might call today the church, can participate in God's saving work, or God will repurpose us, maybe as firewood. The axe is already lying at the foot of the tree, but the choice is ours. Similarly, the system of capitalism will not last forever. In fact, as Marx tells us, the system produces 
its own grave diggers. And the two primary classes of capitalist production, the bourgeoisie and the proletariat, come into being and need one another to exist. There remains a constant struggle between them, and eventually the proletariat will overcome the bourgeoisie, leading to a fundamentally new society. The axe is already lying at the foot of the tree. Time to pick a side. Then the crowds asked John, what must we do to bear good fruit? I picture John throwing his hands up in frustration. Why do I have to figure that out for you? But nevertheless, he gives an answer. Then another, then another. First, John answers the question to the crowd gathered in general. Among the people, there were surely workers of all sorts, folks of different abilities, different ages, women and men, poor and wealthy. And he says, listen, if you have two coats, give one to the person who has no coat. I mean, how many coats can you wear at one time anyway? And do the same with your food. Perhaps we can understand this command as having to do with the kinds of communities we create together. Communities of love and care. Communities we might call beloved. Next, John answers the question for the tax collector who comes to be baptized. What must I do? John sees this traitor of the people who collects taxes from his own nation to fund the empire's purposes. And on top of that, he takes more than the required amount to pad his own pockets. What must he do? Well, first, he must stop stealing from the people. Lastly, a soldier of Rome asks what he must do to bear good fruit. John knows that the soldier not only belongs to the enemy camp, but also extorts the people of God through threats of false accusation for those who don't slip him a little extra money on the side. John tells him to be satisfied with his wages, wages paid by the taxes already taken from the people. Sure, these corrections don't make everything right. The tax collector and soldier remain enemies of masses. But if they genuinely want to come to the riverside to be baptized by John, they're welcome. They're welcome. A word for those among us, Christians, who belong to denominations that boast of their liberal commitments to the abstract idea of inclusion. Notice that John is inclusive in his ministry, if you want to call it that. All who want to come to the riverside to be baptized by him are received with open arms. What they may not be prepared for, however, is the demand that the gospel will place upon them. To give up all that benefits them at the expense of their neighbors. I've wondered for some time about whether or not the worker and the boss should pass the offering plate down the same pew. Whether the landlord and the tenant should be expected to pray the same prayer of confession. Whether colonized people 
should receive the same insurance of grace as wealthy investors? Maybe John gives us a good answer here. All are welcome at the Riverside who wish to be transformed and to participate in God's saving work. But be warned, this gospel will require you to be made new, to reorder everything down to the core, especially the ways you relate to your neighbors. There will be no exploitation when the kingdom of God comes. As God is saving the whole world, some of us will be dragged along kicking and screaming while some will rejoice for their salvation has come. As for me, I want to experience God's liberation, God's salvation with joy. Maybe you do too. Amen. Thank you.